Hi, I'm Mark Richardson and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed to help you think and reflect on your business, not just do your business. What I try to do is take topics that are either relevant to the market in terms of some of the changes, topics that are very integral in terms of how to think about elements within your business, but also like I'm going to be talking about today, I want to focus on you and in particular today, focus on your kind of passages and transitions, certainly as a leader in the remodeling business. You know, what's interesting about this subject is I think that there's so many people out there that have some either misconceptions or they oftentimes fumble bumble when it comes to some of the passages and transitions. You know, I think those that know my voice know that I've always believed very strongly in growth. And what's interesting in growth and businesses, I've realized over the years that the growth is oftentimes more about how do you grow? How do you take your game to the next level? How do you continue to move through different passages? Now, these passages also do, in fact, come to an end. You do get to a point, whatever, whether it's your aging out or whether it has to do with uh, your other levels of fulfillment in the business, you do get to the point where you're ready for other transitions. And that transition is oftentimes a product of you wanting to leave the business or sell the business or wean yourself out of the business. So the following are really 10 kind of insights and tips. You know, some of these are going to be a little bit more stories of my own personal experiences or people I work with. But I think it's really interesting in that this is probably the time that you need to be thinking about this much, much more than letting it control you. Over the years, what I've found is, you know, this is especially becoming timely starting in the, you know, 2015 and beyond in large part because of the, the kind of the history or the evolution of remodeling businesses. As you've heard from me in the past, you know, businesses from the 60s and 70s really did not even become professional remodeling businesses until we got into the late 70s or early 80s. So in many cases, some of these businesses, some of these business owners are really kind of aging out and needing that level of transition, certainly at this stage in the process. So with all that being said, I'm going to give you kind of my Letterman top 10 list of tips and things to be thinking about when it comes to this transition. Number one, I heard from a speaker years ago to ask yourself the question, how do you want to feel in five years or seven years or 10 years? Not what do you want to be doing or where do you want to be? And the reason I think that that's a really good kind of twist in terms of the words, how do you want to feel versus what do you want to be, is that you may not have the clarity at this juncture what you want to be or what you want to be doing as you move in these transitions, but you do know, I think, have a better sense of how you want to feel. 
How you want to feel might be free. How you want to feel might be related to your health. How you want to feel might be related to kind of a financial freedom. Uh, How you want to feel maybe devoting kind of your time and energy to other causes besides just your clients and just projects. So by asking yourself that question, how do you want to feel in five to 10 years? I think it helps you to articulate better. And then with, as you move along towards that, I think the clarity in terms of what you want to be doing and how you go about planning it becomes much better. The second tip and advice I would have is start early. I know with myself, I started this process many, many years ago. I started thinking about the process 20 years before I actually left the business. And in doing so, by going back that far back and really thinking about it, you know, you really have more time to to kind of kind of plant the necessary seeds that I think position you properly. Now, on a very practical level, most people don't plan uh, you know, 20 years in advance. So you might at least go back and think about having at least five years or so, five to seven years to start to really plant those seeds and start early on. Number three is uh, years ago, my friend Tom Kelly uh, actually shared an adage from one of his key people, and that was focused on the whole topic of rewire, don't retire. I think a lot of people, the concept of retirement in the traditional way, I think is really not necessarily very appealing. The idea of sitting on a beach and clipping coupons and just having idle time is just not necessarily intellectually or emotionally very fulfilling. And if you don't necessarily have have a huge amount of hobbies or want to do certain type of thing, the concept of hanging in there with your business, I think, is something that you may tend to want to do. And it's not necessarily what's best either for you or the business. But if you change kind of that paradigm a bit, and just like in remodeling, we talk about renovating and remodeling. Think about your life and your passages in certain ways that you're rewiring, not just retiring. And once you start to think about it in there, it's really leveraging all the things that you've done in the past. It's pulling those together. And now it's more a matter of adjusting and modifying and creating that rewiring process, not necessarily a retirement process. It not only becomes more interesting and fulfilling, but I think it's also a much healthier way to look. Number four is that you got to be able to position the business for these transitions. Now, when you sit back and you look at most business owners, especially smaller type remodeling businesses that are out there, the, the business is really very much dependent on the owner. Many of the things that the owner does that are kind of second nature to them, whether it's generating business opportunities as far as sales or whether it's certain production related things or even certain admin or financial related things in the business. Those kind of things, I think in many cases, owners take for granted as being, okay, it's something I do. But imagine all of a sudden you're not so heavily involved in the business or you're out of some of those functions 
Who's going to do those things? You know, you've got to start to invest money, i.e. into the people and into training to really position your business for this future. So I think that if you sit back and you're a rainmaker or involved in sales, you need to start to develop that wing person or develop that salesperson that ideally can grow into it. It's much more difficult to just pluck someone off the street to be in some of these particular roles without the right sort of development. But sitting down, mapping out on paper, here's a snapshot of not only where we are right now, but what I do within the business. And then transferring that out if you weren't doing those things or you weren't necessarily doing all the things that you're doing, then who's going to do those functions? And in many cases, it will take a year, two years, three years to develop or be able to replace, I think, what you're doing within the business. Number five on my list, I heard this many years ago from a fairly successful fella. And I asked him, so what's the next step for you? He was fairly young at the time. And he said something I'll never forget. I'm looking for someone to fire me. The reality is, if you want to be able to move on, you need to have someone that's going to push you forward so you can, in fact, uh, move on to that next level. And I know it's a little disconcerting to think about someone to fire you, but it's actually very, very freeing in terms of giving you the opportunity to take your own game to the next level and certainly move to that passage in that transition. transition. The next on my list... which I think is uh, so important. And that is the concept of trading your time for money. Now, I've worked with many leaders in remodeling businesses in these transitions. And one of the things that I've encouraged them to do, don't try to squeeze every bit of juice out of the business that you can from a profitability point of view. Try to use some of those profits to trade for your own time within the business. So what does that mean? You have to invest in other people. By investing in other people, you're taking money out of one pocket that is your profit and investing in others so that it really frees you up to be able to discover in many ways what those transitions and what that area that you want to be focused on is. It might be that you want to do more speaking or consulting, or you might want to get more involved in some charitable things, or it might be that you want to just experiment and incubate a little bit. But the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you have time. And I think if you can trade the time for money and you can actually start to make appointments with yourself to focus on these other things that you might want to do in these transitions, uh, that's going to be quite important as well. So the next one on my list is the whole concept of when is enough enough? I know I asked that question Uh, When it comes to financially, the financial freedom is that most people don't really know when is enough. Now, you can go to a financial planner and they can sit and run a lot of different spreadsheets in terms of how it kind of maps out. But I've always found the reality is those are all guesses at best. But if you start with a little bit more the end in mind and you really determine when is enough and where do I stand right now and what do I need to do to get there? 
Now, if there's a giant gap, then that's something that you're going to have to continue to work on for a longer period of time. But I find with a lot of fairly successful remodeling business owners, when they really look at their net worth and where they are in terms of potentially the the incomes that they're receiving, whether they're passive or active incomes, that they're not that far away from some sort of transition that can happen. But if you don't know what that number is, if you don't know where that end goal is, it's very hard. And I will say with many, once you discover that, it's very not only freeing, but it allows you to, I think, to be really inspired by those next steps and not really nervous about it. Number seven on my list is seek help and advice. Now, there's a lot of different directions that you can get this. Think about all those different business owners that you know, whether they're in the remodeling business or other things as well, and they've gone through these transitions. So take one or two or three out to lunch and have conversations. What were some of the lessons learned from these? You know, I think the natural tendency is, oh, I need to find a business broker to be able to do these. But I think it's much more about your transitions and your uh, uh, ability to move through these passages than necessarily just selling the business. Because oftentimes the sale of the business is not necessarily a real likely outcome Outcome that you might want to have a different outcome. So I think the notion of don't try to go it alone. There's a lot of people out there that have done it. There's a lot of people that work with folks to try to help them to be able to do this. Number eight, selling the business. You know, one of the misconceptions I think a lot of remodeling owners have is, oh, when I get to a certain point, I'll just sell the business. Well, like anything, it's if there's not a buyer for the business, selling the business is not that realistic. Matter of fact, I find the traditional selling a business like a shoe store or restaurant is not necessarily typically what can happen with a remodeling business. More times than not, a remodeling business sale is going to happen internally rather than externally. I've been involved with many and they almost all the time, the successful ones happen internally. So what do I mean? Internally could be a family member, could could be a, a, a longstanding team member that wants to step step in. It could be also that you want to continue to have some level of investment yourself in some potentially owner distribution. But you, what you want to do is you want to get out of the day-to-day and allow someone else to kind of carry the ball. And you're there more as an advisor or even a board member to the business itself. But it's important that you think of the business not just as an asset that's sitting there like a piece of real estate, but also like a liability. And I think the notion that uh, if just not getting greedy and thinking through how can I have the right people kind of in place to be able to potentially take this on. Now, with all that being said, it's important even to have some discussions with some of your employees that you feel might have an interest. And it's really not so much an offer to them, but just testing their appetite testing their disposition in terms of wanting at some point to have some level of owner uh, ownership or equity.
Number nine on my list is taking baby steps. As you think about these transitions and, and, and uh, passages, start by taking baby steps. Start by making appointments to yourself to really be away from the business more and more. Most of the time, small business people, it's like quicksand. It's up to their neck. They can't get away from it. So start to reach out and get a little bit further away from the business. And I think you'll find those baby steps help you to create the clarity that you need to think about ultimately what you're yearning for and what you want. It might be you carve out, you know, half a day on Friday One of the folks I work with carves out a full day on Friday every week to focus on, you know, some of the things that are his particular passions on that particular day. And then the other days of the week, it's kind of business as usual. You might do different chunks of time. It may be the middle of every single day that you're taking little baby steps to be away from the business and carving out time to be able to focus on other things. So the last thing, I guess, bit of advice on my list of this topic today is try to be disciplined, not obsessed with this. If you start early enough along and you just integrate a little bit of your thinking into this transition, uh, into these passages on a weekly and monthly and quarterly basis, you have a little bit of a vision of how you want to feel and where you're going to get to. I think the more that you can not keep it a secret and talk to your family and friends about these, the more thing, more opportunity I think you'll see a positive outcome. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this particular little podcast today. If not anything else, hopefully it'll plant some seeds, get you a little bit motivated in terms of thinking about these things. But the reality is we're all going to go through these transitions. They're not going to carry you out in a box out of your business. You need to be thinking about these things well in advance. And I think if you plant the right sort of, sort of seeds, uh, it's not necessarily a matter of just retiring or just closing the business down. I think you can have a very positive outcome. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Remodeling Mastery Podcast by Mark G. Richardson, supported by Professional Remodeler Magazine, Engage, Leap, Marlamar, and Destination Motivation. Check out our earlier podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.